Welcome to Positivity Strategist, a podcast that injects a good deal of optimism and possibility into your life at home and at work. Conversations with thought leaders and everyday people shine the light on what works and amplifies those everyday micro moments of positivity, irrespective of what else is going on. You'll be energized by lots of practical tips, inspiring you to live a truly satisfying and meaningful life. Hi, everybody. This is Robin Stratton Burkessel, host of Positivity Strategist, and welcome to this show. Thank you so much for joining me once again. So today I'm going to be talking about change. And there are several reasons why I've decided to focus on change. And by the way, I'm not talking with anybody else today. So this is me talking about change from my experience and the work that I'm doing. We all know that change is happening all the time, all around us. All is in a state of flux and nothing stays still. After all, the only thing that is constant is change. And that was said by Heraclitus and shared by a lot of Greek philosophers all those thousands of years ago. And that's the paradox of change. It's constant. So we know that the weather changes, the seasons change, our bodies change, our moods change, our weight changes. We change our jobs, our relationships change, fashions change, and trends bring on change. And certain industries depend on change and deliberately bring on changes to grow their businesses. For example, early in my career, I worked in the cosmetics industry and we changed lipstick and nail polish and eyeshadow colours every season so we'd sell more product. Much to the annoyance of customers who grew very fond of one particular colour and could no longer buy it. So change. Some changes we initiate and other changes are thrust upon us. You'd think that the changes that we ourselves initiate might be the easiest to navigate because we want them. Yet paradoxically, they can be the most challenging. We sometimes have to make really tough decisions and they can be the hardest to implement. And I'm thinking particularly about lifestyle changes, career changes relationship changes that we want, and yet they can be so hard to get started and implement. Then the changes that are thrust upon us are also tough because we, we, we have little control over those from the outset. I'm thinking here of changes that happen at work when there's a change in leadership, often meaning that there's going to be another organisational restructure. Or there's going to be a change in policy that means massive rework of processes and procedures and communications. And similarly with changes in governance that mean that you have to change the old ways and learn a whole new way of doing things. As a professional change agent, that's what I've been doing all my professional life. I work with companies and government agencies to help implement change. Usually, I'm brought in to help clean up the mess after big organisational changes because the employees had little information about the change that just happened and now they're the ones that have to now deal with the fallout 
and it's messy. That kind of change where the employees were not involved in some way results in a lot of unhappy employees. Now that's a story for another time and I have many of those stories and I don't do it that way anymore. Yet even in that situation when change is thrust upon you, it's possible to deal with change in a way that can minimise the stress and discomfort, the anxiety and even the fear that you might feel. And even after the fact, it's possible to get people to embrace novelty and innovations in ways that are energising and meaningful. So all this change work over the years has resulted in my helping people reflect on their relationship with change. If you can get some clarity around your relationship with change, how you think about it, how you approach it, how you plan for it and implement it, that can be very helpful in facing changes in your life, whether you initiate them or you're pulled into someone else's change agenda. I talk about change and you, inviting you to reflect on your relationship with change. After all, if you're wanting to understand yourself more deeply in relationship to certain essentials in life, it's not uncommon to think about your relationship with those essentials so you can make them work for you. For example, you might call into question at some point in your life your relationship with money and it's likely when you might be having some challenges around money. Or if you're having some challenges around food, you might start to inquire into your relationship with food. Or you might start inquiring into your relationship with sex for whatever reasons. Or your relationship with authority, your relationship with learning, with technology, your relationship with nature, with your health and so on. I actually deliver a workshop called Change and You where we work through this topic. It came out of my coaching engagements and it guides people through a way to create change for themselves in a framework that can be applied to a whole different range of contexts. There are three guiding principles to think about change and you, your relationship with change. And I'm going to share them briefly today. So the first principle is awareness. The second one is choice and the third one is enactment. And an easy way for you to remember this is that this, the awareness, choice and enactment is actually uh, spells out ACE, A-C-E, an acronym. So let's start with the first one, the first A, which is awareness. Awareness comes first with any change because it helps to understand who we are and what we stand for and what we're wanting to change and why we want to change and how we might change. And to help with this self-awareness part, I suggest that you pay attention to four things. First, how do you talk to yourself? What's your self-talk like? You know, what are the words that you use? And from what lens are you speaking to yourself? Is it your young self that's wounded and feels a victim? Is it your judging self that is really hard on you? Or is it your compassionate self, the one who is gentle and sees 
that loving yourself is more likely to serve you than not. And with all these words, is there a focus more on negative words or positive words? Number two is pay attention to the sensations in your body. Are you tense and tight? And where might you be experiencing this constriction? Are you ready to attack and accuse and on alert? Or are you wanting to recoil and hide? Are you drained of energy and feeling depleted? Or are you upbeat and energised? Paying attention to your body is a really great indicator of how you're experiencing the moment. And then third thing then is about your emotions. You know, what are you actually feeling? We know that negative emotions close us off to options. We mentally and physiologically shut down and therefore deny ourselves access to even thinking about the different possibilities, let alone be able to make choices and take actions. When you have the awareness about your approach to change, how you're coming at change, then you have information that's going to help you make choices so that you can then take action. Choice then is the next guiding principle for change. And here's the first thing to think about when you start thinking about the choices and options that are available to you. Focus on what you want to create. Not so much what you don't want, but focus on what you do want and put your self-knowledge to work. The second thing is start with defining your existing capabilities. Now, where does that information come from? How do you know that? It comes from having reflected on how you've dealt with change in the past. So you remember past successes and you run that movie or that story over and over and it reminds you of your strengths and capabilities how you made choices and took actions in the past that gave you positive results. They most likely included changing your thinking and your behaviours and actions. So the third thing then is pay attention to your emotional state. Make the distinction, are you coming from love or fear? Which emotional state is driving your choices? Love opens your heart and facilitates connection and trust. Love is a positive emotion and we know that positive emotions expand your capacity for opening up to possibilities, to innovations and to novelty. Fear, on the other hand, narrows your focus and limits your choices. The next thing then is to do the best that you can with the resources and the relationships that you have. Take stock of your existing resources and assets and make them work for you rather than stress over the things that you don't have. Focus on the things you do have. And your positive relationships, both personal and professional, are your greatest enablers. And the last thing I'd say um, in this short episode about how you exercise choice is don't make assumptions. Stay in inquiry. Ask questions and keep asking from a place of genuine curiosity. You're gathering information. You don't have to judge. And when you are genuinely curious, you're actually also quite humble. 
So begin to notice how more choices open up when you come from inquiry and curiosity. Now the third principle, the E, is enactment. And that's all about taking action. So here are three very quick suggestions. Number one, really simple, just start. Now you've heard that before, right? Like, you know, the Nike thing, just do it, start. Now, even if you fail and you want to give up, if it's in your vision for who you want to be and what you want to accomplish, who you want to become, you'll find a way. Stay open to possibilities without judgment. Second quick tip, create some kind of plan or set some milestones. Things that you will see that you're making progress. You have to feel it to know it. And I'd also suggest that you might keep a journal for every day expressing gratitude and things that you've done well, not only necessarily to move you towards what the changes you want, but just about life in general because it really lifts you up. And the third thing about taking action is start small and with a tiny taste of success, you'll see it grow. And when we enact in the present that which we so desire for ourselves and it's aligned with our vision and our purpose, we begin to take small risks because you know what? To be only safe, you'll end up sorry. The principle of enactment enables a life filled with courageous actions. Let me tell you a very personal story to illustrate And it's the story of my coming to America. Sounds very grand. And for me, it was a huge step. Yet I was following my heart. I was curious. I was coming from love, even though there was a lot of anxiety. And through the support of trusted friends, I gathered the resources that I needed to make the changes. So this is a story about my change, or one of my many changes. It's a personal change story and it's a change that was totally unexpected, yet I embraced it with openness and curiosity and I began to actively working on making big changes in my life as a result of a chance meeting. It's how I met my husband and why I now live in America and not Australia. We met 20 years ago and we married 18 years ago. The change was a chance meeting over a food presentation and a glass of wine at the Ritz-Carlton in Sydney, Australia. He was on a six-week assignment from his home office and I was on a three-week assignment from my home office. We struck up a conversation on that very last evening we were both there. He was leaving the next day for New York City and I for Melbourne And that's Melbourne in Australia, not Florida, for those of you who know there is a Melbourne in Florida. There were many synchronicities in that very first meeting. The fact that we're both leaving the next day and we had been sleeping in adjacent bedrooms the whole time. We found that out when we started, when we said goodnight and started walking to our respective bedrooms. An email relationship was born. And the movie, You've Got Mail, had just come out. Remember that movie with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks? 
and I was living that life. We were both in relationships at the time, different relationships, and I was still married and he wasn't. Our emails got very intimate and personal and we had this longing to be together. I wanted to make sure that I was not creating this huge fantasy, so I started to travel to the US to put this fantasy to rest and establish for myself that it wasn't a fantasy, it was real, and we really did want to be together. So the hard changes began, and it was both joyful and painful. I initiated this change, yet I had to go through the painful process to start divorce proceedings, sell the house in Melbourne, and sell my business. I was overwhelmed And I remember moving things out of the house where my former husband still lived. I had moved out and I I broke down. He, my former husband, was not helping me at all because even though we were estranged, he didn't want to divorce or sell the house. It was so hard on many levels. In the meantime, on the other side of the Atlantic, Jürgen was also finding it very hard. He emailed me that he wanted a radio silence. He felt that I needed time to get organised and finalise things in Australia and the fact that I was emailing him daily and calling him in tears was getting in the way of making progress. I was petrified. He wanted to stop communicating with me during this really difficult time. He reassured me that he loved me and he'd be there for me but I needed to get on with the changes And he said, take as long as you need, I will be here. I trusted. I consulted my professional colleagues who were coaches and they guided me with a plan. We took into consideration my situation and Jürgen's situation and all the other players in this this situation. They had me remember times in the past where I'd been through life changes and how I had succeeded In handling those, I began to feel, I can do this again. We came up with a goal statement of what I wanted to have accomplished in a month and plan the actions and outcomes that would help me get there. I let Jürgen know that there would be a radio silence of one month and we didn't communicate for that entire time. And in that time, with the plan that I'd co-created with my coaches and with their support and all the resources that I was able to muster up in myself, I was able to tap into getting a divorce lawyer, getting a realtor, finding someone to buy my business. I was feeling that the changes were underway. I was driven to make these changes. Now, this change wasn't imposed on me and I recognised the difference. Yet it wasn't easy and there were roadblocks that made it challenging and almost too hard at times. Selling a property and a business and getting a divorce, it was massive. Emotionally and physically and mentally exhausting. And there were risks. There were no guarantees of living happily ever after. And I accepted that. That's life. Yet my desire was potent and during this change I remained open to my needs and the needs of all the other players in this story. I sought support from trusted others who were not just girlfriends telling me what they think. 
or what I wanted to hear or anxious to give me their personal opinions. But they were true thinking partners with a developmental mindset who were able to offer me emotional support and guide me to find the solutions that would work for me. They were, after all, professional coaches. I was really lucky. And they helped me stay my course and tap into my own strengths that fueled my courage and belief in myself. When I'm faced with changes now, this is the story that I recall because it tells me I have the experience, the talent, the strengths, the capacity to deal with any change in the present or the future because that was a really tough one to go through. And so with this roadmap and the three guiding principles, I use them all to prepare myself for changes that come up. Next time when you're faced with change, whether it's of your own choosing or it's unexpected, Step back from the confusion or state of overwhelm and think back to a time when you dealt with change successfully in the past. What got you through? What were your own strengths that enabled you to eventually accomplish what you wanted? Those strengths come in the form of your mindset, your emotions, your desires, your actions, your relationships and your network of resources. Taking time out to do an audit of your strengths helps you manage yourself and use the strengths of all the other players as well. If you're currently facing a change, what past capabilities can you draw on? And how can you begin to design ways to take greater ownership to move in the direction that you most desire? What supports do you need from trusted others And what actions will serve you? If any of this speaks to you, you might like to take a sneak preview of the Change and You training course that is about to be launched on my brand new training site called positivechange.training. You'll be able to find the actual link to this particular course on the show notes page that accompanies this episode, which is 87, PS 87. And by the way, I guess I don't have to say it because I said at the outset that now I have been happily married to Jürgen for 18 years. So that particular change process worked for me. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And let me know if it's been helpful to you in any way. I do love hearing from you. And I haven't mentioned this in a long time. However, If you do find this podcast of value to you and you think others might also, you can help make that happen by leaving a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher or share the link on your social media channels. Thank you. If you have questions or ideas that you'd like to hear discussed on upcoming episodes and possibly participate in our show, go to positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast where you can submit your ideas or leave me a voicemail. I will respond. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember, what you focus on grows... 
So grow towards your best.